this is totally not dancing, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I am Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to well, episode 100, 204, I believe, of the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Coming to you bi-weekly through practically any streaming service and airing from 10, 7, to 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time overnight, uh, Monday nights on Overkill Radio. I'm, I'm doing this from memory at this point, and it's been a month. Um, yeah, for sure. We are also doing this uh, live as we speak on uh, Twitch, so we have a potentially live audience watching in and being able to comment. Um, we will, as we have decided, we will n- not be answering on the podcast itself but we will be acknowledging in chat uh not acknowledging the chat and typing our responses and whatnot um but otherwise that is also a new option for you as of this episode this is the trial run so we're gonna see how this goes um but typically we start with old uh not old business previously on all right, so previously on, um, we were over a month from our last podcast. We took a break two weeks ago. Um, you know, we had some family stuff going on. So the last time we recorded, I had retracted my previous statements about the Event Sevenfold album. I had said that it was actually quite good um, as I was going into it with a very negative attitude. It was pleasantly surprising. And over the course of the month, we have had multiple dinners at mom and dad's house. And at one of those dinners, you had mentioned that you hated me because I was right. So please feel free to elaborate. Okay. So I'm not going to elaborate much on this. Um, just um, I listened to it and I did end up enjoying it a lot more than anticipated. Um, and it's funny because we trashed the song. Nobody when we first heard it. Mm-hmm. And now it's actually my favorite song on the album. Yeah, it it turned so, out to, it, like in context with the rest of the album, it is much, it is significantly better, right? Yes, it is. It is a much better album uh, than I had anticipated. Far better than the stage. Um, they're going in. They're going in some some weird directions, but I'm I'm for it. Um, so yeah, that's that's fine by me. Yeah, yeah, they're doing they're doing quite well for themselves. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so there is that. Um, Anything else I'm previously on? Negative. Negative. All right. So then let's move along to old business. Do we have any old business? This is a free flow episode, is it not? It is a free flow episode. Um, as far as old business goes, I'm not sure. We're going to only go back for two weeks worth of news. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything happened in those those two weeks before those two weeks, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should be back. We're probably going to be do, doing free flow episodes for, for the rest of the summer. Uh, given my schedule with the, with my kids, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll be back to scripted episodes uh, coming in uh, probably late August, early September. Um, so you just gonna have to deal with us rambling for a little while. That's, that's absolutely fine. Uh, part of the Twitch setup that I have allows people to see the news screen as I scroll through it. So, oh, nice! So there is that uh, positive aspect to this. 
So what we do when I when we do a free full episode is we go to a source of news, um, and uh, usually we go to Blabbermouth just because it's the it's the big one. All it's the one that gives you viruses and shit, um, and just kind of go through it, talk about a few particular things, ignore a few particular things, laugh at a few motherfuckers. So uh, here's, we're a, gonna, here's, here's a question that? though: Are we going to go straight into free flow, or do you want to do new business? Which is well, new yeah, we, we got to talk about new business. With new business, we talk about new album releases, of which I don't have one brand new, but I have a somewhat new release to say that I finally listened to. And of course, the running bit here is: don't worry, Dan, I got a list. Yeah, of course you got a list. I'm gonna let you I go first. List. Then, all right. So of course, I got three. Oh, I got three weeks of the previous four weeks. Uh, worth of new music and Jesus, uh, tap dancing Christ. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our normal thing. We're gonna list the album, uh, list the band, list the album. Any kind of notes I I had a chance to write down in it and a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. Understood. All right. So right off the bat, Extreme, their new album Six. They are still producing solid hard rock. Very oh. good record. I was very impressed with it. I was. I really enjoy listening to it. Gary Sharon sounds great. Nuno Betancourt, of course, is c- fucking killing it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Wonderful. Godflesh, Purge. Um, Godflesh is nothing special for me. Uh, serviceable, but doesn't get me fired up. So it was kind of a meh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny the Boy, their album called You. It's a black metal album. That was a thumbs up. Uh, uh-huh. Legion of the Damned, The Poison Chalice, modern day thrash metal. Thumbs up. Uh, Scar Symmetry, The Singularity, Phase 2, Xenotaph. That's a thumbs up. And last but not least for that particular week, Slipknot released the Adderall EP, which is a bunch of different versions of their single Adderall from the newest record. It was a surprise release. No marketing behind it whatsoever, and it was a meh. Didn't do anything for me. I mean, several versions of the same song doesn't sound good. The only time no. only time it worked for them was Vermilion Part 1 and 2. So... And yeah, I, I think that's the only other time that they they tried that sort of. Sort well, of. I mean, I mean, they re-recorded "Purity" from Mate Feet Kill Repeat on Iowa, so I yeah, mean, it's kind of the same thing. There's also there's also like two versions of uh, "Wait and Bleed" out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh so. yeah, the radio edit or whatever. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> oh, there's one. I think there's one that has more more harsh vocals throughout as opposed to singing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but either way. Either. Um, but not not much of a list for you this week, honestly. Well, well that was just that one week. Oh shit! <laughs> that, that was like three, that was like that was like four weeks ago. All right, the week okay. after that, the week after that, um, we got Royal Thunder uh, rebuilding the mountain. And if you've been listening to this podcast since it started coming out in 2016, you know that I am a huge Royal Thunder stan. Uh, I love them so much. Uh, so this record was a double thumbs up. And there's a really good interview with um, Melanie, the lead vocalist from Royal Thunder on the Metal Sucks podcast from a couple weeks ago. That's worth a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcona, uh, their album Cobb. I'm going to pronounce it Cobb because I'm pretty sure it's probably not pronounced that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were very good. That was a double thumbs up. Uh, Boris and Uniform. Boris is one band and Uniform is another band. It's a, it's a collab. Um it's called Bright New Disease, and it's an avant-garde noise metal collab, which was a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got Creeping Death with their album Boundless Domain. This is death metal from Texas. Double thumbs up. 
pretty nice. dope. Yes, sir. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, Petro uh, Dragonic Apocalypse is actually a much longer title. That's what I wrote down. Uh, Stoner Rock, thumbs up. Queens of Stone Age and Times New Roman, their new album. Uh, it's Queens of Stone Age. It's it's good. You know they they have Josh Holm has a particular sound and particular formula that he follows, and he followed it to the T on this one. Even though some of the reviews I was read, I, I had skimmed through said that this is this one's a little bit more angrier or aggressive. It, was, it, it just felt like Queens of the Stone Age to me. So still thumbs up. You know, not that yeah, bad. Okay. Uh, so that was that week, and then two weeks ago we got the Anchornet. It all began with Loneliness, which is an excellent prog metal band. That was a double thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Outlanders with their self-titled debut. Is it a debut? Not sure. Anyway, it's their self-titled album. It's a synthy, moody supergroup with uh, Taria, formerly of Nightwish, and of course her solo stuff, uh, with many uh, guests. Uh, they do a really dope cover of Depeche Mode's World in My Eyes. Okay. So that was good. That was a thumbs up. Structural, decrowned, excellent melodic death metal. Double thumbs up. This one I can't even pronounce. Uh, sh- sh- uh, fuck it. I wish I was. I wish I had access to to, to Twitch. I'd be able to send it out and, um, and and show it to you. But it's a black metal record. It's a thumbs up. If anything, will uh, if you have any questions about what that particular black metal album is, message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Gotcha. Uh, next up and last for the for my new releases here is Vexed. Um, Negative Energy. It's I guess what they would call like an alt metal sound, almost kind of like a modern new metal kind of sound. It was mm-hmm. a thumbs up. It was groovy. It had some clean, clean singing in it too. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, but that is really it for new releases. I got a nice cue coming up from this past week on July 7th, uh, which I won't talk about because I don't want to pull it up. Um, but I'll be talking about that on the next podcast. Understood. I think that, I think that that, that is plenty for, for today. Oh, for sure. Um, what did I listen to? Not much. Um, all the all the typical random things and whatnot. But um, what I wanted to talk about uh, here and now was actually I finally sat and took a full on listen to um, the Metallica album. Yes. Yes. Nah, mediocre. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was, like it's it's good. Um but it's like Okay. Let's take the six best songs from Hardwired. Mm-hmm. Put those at the front. Mm-hmm. Put all of seventy two seasons behind it, and then the bad six tracks from Hardwired. That's how I feel about this album. It's just in the middle there. Nothing none like the best songs on this album do not top the six best songs from hardwired i will still go back and listen to those tracks gotcha Um, okay um yeah nothing nothing really pulled me in i was kind of hoping uh things were going to be a little um a little bit different but no it just it it just kind of bored me a little bit you know i I wasn't i wasn't sucked in i wasn't sucked in so Oh, that's a bummer, uh, but yeah. You know. I mean, I again, I'm not saying I'm not saying it, it was bad. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just uh, this is probably one of the one of the like first few times that I've never been immediately pulled in by a Metallica album. Gotcha. Um, but not necessarily a bad thing. In time, it may grow uh, on me and everything. But we'll see. But yeah, not not kind of 
it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I can really say. But no, um, no outside of outside of that, um, um, what else have you been listening to? Well, my normal podcast, I had mentioned, you know, the Metal Sucks podcast, my Escape Hatch, formerly known as Doom Pod, uh, 70 Millimeter, and Austin Danger Pod. I have some catching up to do because I was on vacation this week with the kids, so I didn't get a chance to listen to all of my podcasts. So I have a little bit of catching up to do when I go back to work next week. Um, I've been listening to the OK Goodnight and the Sleep Token albums on repeat, pretty much alternating between the two of them uh, on any given day. Um, of course... My my boy William is here. He's uh he has refound his love for the Lay Miz movie, featuring Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. So we've been listening to that soundtrack a bunch. Um, we also listened today to uh the Child's Play um soundtrack for the from the remake in 2019. Um, the guy who did the soundtrack for that, his name is Bear McCreary. I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's been doing a lot of really good soundtracks. He was the one who did the Rings of Power uh, score. For the TV show on Amazon, I think he's done Outlander for a few years now. He's he's pretty good, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, it's been you know nothing really special, nothing out there. You know, a lot of comfort, a lot of comfort. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a busy two weeks uh, yeah. in between in between recordings, and a busy four weeks in between recordings to tell you the truth. So yeah, exactly. It's it's and I, and of course I keep going to my go tos. I've been uh I've been pulling myself away from Spotify lately. Aside from, you know and, and trying to you know run through like the CDs that I have and be like, okay, I haven't listened to that. So I listened to Therion uh, Leviathan, phenomenal record. Oh my god. Um, just pulled up Souls at Zero, self-titled album, great record. Um, what else did I pull up? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't remember anything more right now. But I also still have my my copy of um, the new Metal Church album. I listened to it on Spotify, but I'm going to give it a closer listen soon. I got it actually right up here uh, in my hand. Um, and um yeah that's honestly been a lot where my attention is trying to get just into what more of my collection i have because i have so much and i just need to get more acquainted with a lot of different things so i'm working on that going backwards a little bit instead of forward at this point so yeah i hear you um, i hear you um what i did do as far as um so I had mentioned in the chat, the the, the short check chat that we have, um, that I had finished up uh, some new one minute reviews, and um, I listened to those albums as I was doing them, um, and um, the first one I'm not going to give away the other two, but the first one we did that came out on Friday on TikTok was Iron Maiden's Brave New World. Because, nice. because of course, I had to do a Maiden album, and I had to pick my my first one, and pretty much my favorite. So, um, yeah, it's it's it was he was lovely, um, <laughs> but that's about it. Um, yeah, just been keeping otherwise busy with everything. So, um, I am uh, I'm looking forward to to recreating my my setup here. Um, because I'm going to be getting a new desk soon to uh, ev- evade this thing falling apart. Uh, <laughs> is that so, the one that came down from Dad? Yes, yes. Okay. And it, it is literally like trying to teeter to its side to collapse in half. Right. So we are not gonna we're not gonna accept that, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the case with that. Um, 
do you have anything else that you wanted to contribute here before we carry on to the next? Not really, because um, only because it's going to be in my rabbit holes. I had I went on too many rabbit holes uh, during the course of the of the last month, so we will mm-hmm. discuss those when that comes up in our timeline. Okay, all right, then let's carry on into general news. And as we said, this is a free flow episode, so we are going to be free flowing the news as we um we're going to as i said run through blabbermouth go through a whole bunch of headlines talk about it a little bit and run through it on there so let's go on to general news do 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 let's pull up my thing okay so blabbermouth pulling up blabbermouth okay so uh, i mean we're we're like headlines that, that have uh, interviews we're going to skip over because we're not going to read the interviews. Uh, so we're just going to kind of throw a few things out there. Apparently, Phil Anselmo was 55, celebrated his birthday uh, on stage in Italy. Nice. Um, hopefully, he got hit in the face with a cake and then began to talk for seven and a half minutes. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Uli John Roth undergoes kidney removal operation, postponed North American tour. That's rough. He He looks... Like, like if David Crosby were not as fucked up looking as he was, <laughs> that's how Uli John Roth kind of looks. For sure. Um, yeah. Bolt for my Valentine to spend 2024 working on a new studio album. Okay. Um, and it's cool if you're a Bullet for my Valentine fan. Good for you, but uh, don't care. Don't care about the crew. Um, I, I I don't know if I want to actually watch the video of this, but apparently uh, Steve Harris slipped and fell on stage during a concert in Leeds. Yeah, I mean it, yeah. it happens. I mean the, the the way these guys move, please. I'm yeah. you know, like, I'm surprised we haven't seen it before. Yeah, like, I'm surprised that like 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 Dickinson hasn't run, jumped up, landed, and like split his bone to the point where like just comes out of his shin. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised he like. He over jumps the the monitor and like it lands in the friggin' like the 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 security area breaks a leg, like food like fucking. I saw the video a while back of uh, when Dave Grohl fell uh-huh. and, and fucking broke his foot. <laughs> oh my god, it was ridiculous. It was so bad. Was he doing it during Learn to Fly? I'm pretty sure he was. To tell you the truth, he, he yeah. probably should have learned to fly. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, so seriously, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything anything about Dave Mustaine or Dave Wilson oh. for a while. Oh. Dude, ever since he was let go with a band, it's just like every other article is about Dave Ellison either you know, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the call if Dave calls me back. And Dave's a motherfucker. He's a piece of shit. Like, come on, dude. Like, it, it's and they're still talking about the Megadeth Metallica feud and all this bullshit. It's like, guys, stop. It's like, just like no one, no one fucking cares. Uh, just uh. Eddie Van Halen nearly had a cameo in the third Bill and Ted movie. That was awesome. That would have been amazing, considering that the fucking first movie started with them trying to get Eddie Van Halen in the band, and they had to make that, a triumphant video. Yes, that would have been that would have been hilarious. Come full circle. Come full uh, circle. Yes, absolutely. 
Oh, it would have been wonderful. Oh, um, missed opportunities. What a, what a shame. I know, absolutely. Uh, Frank Bello was hoping to get new Anthrax album out in 2024. We've been hearing that since 2020. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, dude. Okay, let's 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 put the let's put it in the perspective of this. There's five. We're we're at the start of july we have like about five months left in the year and then we have 12 months next year you got 17 months to get that shit out if you don't you are fucking it up <laughs> but dude we've been hearing about them recording music seriously since like 2020 since the pandemic hit it's been like oh yeah we're working on new music we're gonna get some new music out to you it's coming soon it's coming soon and here we are it's kind of like kiss's fucking never-ending farewell tour like the day that kiss stops touring we'll get a new anthrax record which means we're never going to fucking get it <laughs> but, you know, basically it's it, like so a lot of these kind of things are going to be like the like you know the, the blue moon or when hell freezes over when anthrax releases a new album well as long as they don't go the chinese democracy way i mean come on well, you know what that means? That means we just need some sort of corporation to threaten them. <laughs> oh, my God. And in, on that note, I still have my coupon for a free Dr. Pepper. So <laughs> it is folded up inside my CD copy of Chinese Democracy. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, amazing. Absolutely. Um, so Pauliano performed his first uk concert in a decade uh as of fairly recently it was posted on july 7th um and he played a lot of iron maiden classics as would be expected mm-hmm. so yeah. motionless and white to release deluxe edition of scoring the end of the world album um i kind of like motionless and white or what i know of them um but i obviously haven't heard this record so i can't say much to that um Cryptopsy announces As Gamora Burns album shares in abeyance single. I will listen to that. I do like Cryptopsy. Hell yeah. So again, Dave Mustaine skipping over. Well, the thing is, this one is Jeff Young blasting douchebag Dave Mustaine over comments about ex Megadeth members never amounting to anything. Ugh. The fuck? I mean. He's he's just he's he's kind of digging his own grave. He's like just kind of who am I going to piss? Like like he might be. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I have the suspicion that he's dying soon. <laughs> and he's like, who can I piss off before I die? <laughs> oh my god! Like most people try to make amends before they die. No, Dave Mustaine wants to piss people off on his way out. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he was he was all about making amends after the whole arm thing and getting sober and all that. But now he's like, oh. F- Fuck y'all. <laughs> so, um, Ghost releases a cover of Shakespeare's Sisters classic stay from Insidious the Red Door movie, um, which I believe someone has to talk about later on. I will. The interesting thing about this particular single, though, is that it features uh, vocals from Patrick Wilson, who is the star and director of Insidious the Red Door. Interesting. interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, KK Downing's KK's Priest has performed live for the first time. They've been they've been teased and working on they did material, they released an album and all that good stuff. They have finally performed live. There is footage, I believe, on Bladdermouth if you want to watch that. 
Asking Alexandria's Ben Bruce says, New Metal was one of the best eras of metal ever. He looks absolutely like a New Metal kid. <laughs> like, like this guy has like the, 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 the little bit of scruff on his chin, like no mustache, like not even a soul patch. This dude just has like, like, like pubes on his chin. <laughs> like, dude, you grew him in the wrong place, friendo. Uh, in Flames, Anders Frieden says, Allison Chain's Dirt is probably the best album ever. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Yes. Another box set for the first eight Black Sabbath albums is due out oh. in August. Why well, these, are this? these are picture discs, though. Look at them. Now, th- you, you, you exactly you made it worse right there. I'm just saying. Because when I come up, when I when I sit here and say that the, there's another something coming out, and you respond with a "but they are," you respond with they a, have but. a hat. <laughs> you respond with a "but there's a problem." <laughs> <laughs> she has a hat. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Christ. Uh Carnifex announces Necromantium album. Okay, cool. Car- Carnifex is good. We like them. Um ooh, this is cool. Hawkwind. Uh if you don't know who they are, they are a like, kind of like a, a prog rock band that Lemmy was in prior to Motorhead. 50th right. anniversary edition of Space Ritual due in September. Ooh yeah. Yeah, Blackstone Cherry shares the title track of upcoming album Screaming at the Sky. Go check that out. <laughs> Old Man Screams at Clouds. Old Man Screams at Clouds. That's what I do. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, 20th anniversary reissue of Permission to Land. Do a reissue of One Way to Ticket to Hell and Back instead. Hmm. <laughs> Trey, you announces the beautiful Dark of Life album. The moment you find your flame EP is due in August. Uh, nice. I did not realize that Trey, you was still a thing. Oh yeah, so, they, I think they had um, they had reunited a few years ago, and they're they're been touring and new re- new releases and shit. So <laughs> now this is hilarious. This is hilarious. <laughs> Black Sabbath's Tony Iommi presented with old fossil named after him. Turns out the old fossil was actually him. I was going to say one old fossil to another. <laughs> <laughs> this fossil reminds me of you and the dinosaurs. Like, why does it remind you of me? <laughs> uh, okay. The foreigner. No. Um, I am, which features typo negative and crowbar members says they say they do have a debut album on the way. Sounds cool. Um, um the Eagles. Well, just, I don't know if anybody cares about that, but they announced a long goodbye final tour. Um, which I, I for a band like them, I feel like I can believe them doing a final tour. For sure. So um do 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 uh, another person celebrating a a birthday on stage, rat singer Stephen Piercy, uh celebrated his sixty seventh birthday in Michigan. Good for him. Yep. Um, no, 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 no. Dark Angel hopes to have really exciting news soon about long-awaited new album. That is indeed exciting. Mm-hmm. 
unfortunate obituary here um the mother of max and eeyore cavalera has passed away bummer yes that is that is very unfortunate so you know condolences to them stitched on the heart announces to the wolves album shares possess me single i don't know anything about stitched on the heart do you no i think i've heard like one or two of their tracks like nothing out of the ordinary you know looks like a um you know, female fronted, um, heavy metal band, probably in the same vein of like, uh, like a butcher babies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, rainbow singer, Ronnie Romero announces first solo album of all new original material. Too many lies, too many masters. Uh, I'm excited for that. I thought Ronnie Romero was great, a great singer. Um, I did not get to hear any of the stuff uh, stuff they released as far as like live footage from when Rainbow was doing uh, their their tour, um, but I I am certain he would sound pretty fantastic. Sweet, yeah. <sighs> I don't. Mike Mushok says Stain's upcoming album has an electronic element that wasn't in any of the band's previous music. Is that right? Who cares? <laughs> here's, exactly. here's one that I, I i particularly like is that um disturbs david draymond has lost 34 pounds in the last six months it's looking pretty mm-hmm. pretty slender pretty fit yeah different uh i i know you can't see the stream right now but uh it's, you know i told you i was going to put an icon up for your picture on the stream uh-huh and, and so i put up a picture of your title yes <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, so, um, this is going to get followed up a little bit later on, but apparently Florianson had to cancel a few solo records as her health is not, uh, up to par right now, which is, which bad that they had to cancel good that she's one who can recognize that she's not in proper health to do a show. Well, considering that she's very pregnant yes. at, right now, I mean, it makes the most sense. Yes. Absolutely. Papa Roach will focus on releasing a few tracks before dropping another full-length album. Welcome to being a band. <laughs> Angra signs with Atomic Fire Records announces Cycles of Pain. That sounds great. Everything about that sounds great. Angra, great. Atomic Fire Records, great. Cycles of Pain, great. <laughs> nice. I'm all about that. Deicide announces August 2023 European tour. You Europeans are you're, 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 you are very lucky for that period of time. Yep. Um, Twisted Sisters 40th anniversary expanded edition of Under the Blade to include album of early covers. That's exciting. That's interesting as shit. That's gonna be crazy. Yes, indeed. I will. I will. Okay. Uh, there's man. Seriously, Dave Mustaine. Then, then four articles later, Dave Ellison. No need this. Come on. Uh, Zach Wild, Marty Freeman, I, and Mike oh, Portnoy confirmed for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp's Metal Mania Three. That sounds great. I know. I know it does. It sounds they wonderful. Got, they also got Vinny Apice in there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Butcher Babies want to take fans on a journey with their new double album. I like the Butcher Babies. A double album from them sounds interesting. So I, I, my curiosity is quite peaked. So we well, shall that's, see. That had just released this week. 
uh, that is in the queue. And from what I understand, the way I, I, I read it, is that one of them, they consider it to be more of an EP. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's supposed to be kind of like throwing back to what they originally sounded like when they first came out. And mm-hmm. then the, the newer, longer record is supposed to be what they sound like now, like kind of like their mm-hmm. evolution. Um, pretty much a review I read between Metal Sucks and Metal Injection mm-hmm. um, is that it's like from Metal Injection, they said it shows a very good evolution of where the band started from and where they are now, while Metal Sucks says it might be a little bit too much Booker, Butcher Babies at once. Okay. I can, I can, I can, I can hopefully hear that, but we shall see. Um, let's see. Let's see. People blasting trolls, people talking about backing tracks, old stuff, don't care. It's all opinion at this point. Dave Mustaine, don't care. Oh, oh. boy. This is just too much Dave Mustaine already. Um, this should be like an anti Dave Mustaine campaign. But it seems like it seems like websites like Loudmouth like to lick that sack. I mean, yeah. Yep. Lynch Mob announces summer, fall, twenty twenty three U.S. tour dates. Um, I would see that just to see George Lynch in concert. Well, too bad it's not coming anywhere near here. Yeah, of course. It's looks so, it's looking like a little bit like north, little little north, little uh, Midwest. Yeah. Here's 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 one for the two of us. Motley Crue's Nikki Six celebrates 22 years of sobriety. Yeah, buddy, good for you. Mm. So I I drink my new drug, which is tea and coffee. <laughs> uh, Gary Holt announces July 2023 West Coast U.S. Guitar Clinic tour. Nice. So if you want to know how to shred for thrashy bands. <laughs> And yeah, then go see that. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna read this off because I want to. And and just man from viral Glenn Danzig punch out video releases 10th anniversary edition of his book. His book <laughs> title: I punched Glenn Danzig or something. Pretty much. <laughs> Dave Ellison don't care. Jesus. Adam Lambert, it's impossible to replace Freddie Mercury. Why is that a headline? Everyone knows that. Pretty much. Oh my gosh. Vince Neil says Molly Crew will embark on another stadium tour in 2024. I, I, I tried to like gloss over that one. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to hurt the people. <laughs> the people being hurt uh, enough. Uh, this one, this one, this one's good. Uh, Billy uh, Grazia Day is looking forward to working on new biohazard music. Yes. Hell yes. That is a good thing. The Halo Effect completes mixing second album. I believe that's the one with X uh, In Flames members. Yes, pretty much all the entire band is X In Flames members. Okay, very nice. Anthrax singer Joey Belladonna's Journey tribute band announces four shows in California. You lucky bastards. That would be some fun shit. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. I want to hear how he sounds, considering that his voice is deeper nowadays. And obviously, you know, um, Steve Perry at least used to sing at a much higher register. For sure. Absolutely. They both, they both used to sing at a much higher register. So. 
Uh, Atheist frontman Kelly Schaefer, Till the Dirt, announces debut album, Outside the Spiral. I like Atheist, and uh, fun fun fact. Remember when we went to go to OzFest, we saw Neurotica? Uh-huh. The frontman of that band is Kelly Schaefer from Atheist. Oh, hey, wow, yeah. okay. Yes. Um, so that was cool. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. More Dave Mustaine. Don't care. More stuff about backing tracks. Don't care. Um, Slash to resume touring with Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators in January 2024. It means Miles Kennedy can get away from Alderbridge for a little bit, I guess. Probably means the band's going to have some downtime, write some new material, and come out and tour again. So it's funny looking at this picture of Miles Kennedy. He looks like Kevin Bacon does now. Oh, he fucking does. Oh my god, <laughs> just, just 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 like longer hair, right? Yeah. Uh, Marduk, uh, if, if I'm pronouncing that right, announces new album Memento Mori. Nice. Firewind to release still raging Blu-ray and two CD. Firewind is friggin' phenomenal. That's fantastic. Hmm. Pearl Jam hopes to release new studio album in 2024. I I, I just, I gotta say something right here with this. When, when people say that, like, I know you can't, you can't rush creativity and things like that. um, But like when people give a timeline like that, it's like, how about you just write the songs? (laughs) Like, yeah. and, And I'm saying this, Based on on me, who's always like, ah, you can look forward to this. Fuck, you can. (laughs) (laughs) True. Uh, True. So when I'm saying it, you know, it means something. (laughs) Um, Nickelback gets inducted into the BC Entertainment Hall of Fame. What the hell is BC? I don't fucking British Columbia, dude. It's probably they're Canadian. Oh. Okay, guy. Um, I can imagine that's what it is. I'm not sure for sure. Uh, you're probably right. KK's Priest announced his second album, The Sinner Rides Again, One More Shot at Glory, single available. Nice. Um, let's see. Uh, another person who is uh, talking about his sobriety, Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. Nice. Yes. Um, let's see. Except is demoing a solid dozen amazing new songs for band's next album. I I wouldn't have expected any less from Except. Let's let's be honest. So um let's see, let's see. Volbeats Michael Polson. Poulsen, I don't know, Poulsen, launches new death metal band, As in Hell. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, I heard about that. Yes. Yes. Um, let's... A lot of releasing of songs and videos. Matching Pumpkins is releasing a video. Ten Years is sharing a new song. Um, there's a lot of video footage. Uh Gene Simmons says both Ace Fraley and Peter Chris turned down invitations to perform at Kiss's final concerts. Gee, I wonder why. Um, let's see. Saliva and Drowning Pool announced September-October 2023 U.S. tour. 
I would consider seeing that, considering the fact that um, soil frontman Ryan McCombs is back in Drowning Pool. Say, is he pulling? Oh, okay, yeah, soil. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. So. Uh, um, the reason I got confused because Soil has something up right next after that. They did, yeah. So, yeah. so he's so the, he's just a busy man right there. Bang. Brian May, we'd love to make a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. Hey, let me see the movie first. Oh, sequel? Why? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you covered the the history of the band. You, you you, no, no, no! You covered a fictionalized history of the band. Yes, you you covered a sensationalized, fictionalized history of the band. And you ended with a recreation of the Live Aid performance. So you don't need to go. You don't need to go beyond that. Yeah, I watched that Live Aid performance uh, fairly recently, sometime in the past few months. And man, I think I even talked about it on here. It's like twenty-two minutes long, and it was like six of their best songs, just. All bang, 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 bang. Oh yeah, yeah. It's considered one of the best rock performances ever. Yeah, because it, it was just it was so spot on, so perfect. The crowd was huge, man. It was great. I think so. it's like I like I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but like leading up to that performance in the movie, they I made know what happens. Like, I know what happens. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Dragon Force frontman Mark Hudson announced his first solo album, Starbound Stories. Um. That is cool because I do like Dragon Force. I love his voice. Cool. Black Country Communion, which features Glenn Hughes, who I am pretty sure has not aged since he was 40. Uh, <laughs> fifth album to be released in 2024. Man, I think like fifth album is absolutely out of control. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I remember getting like the first one, maybe the second one, but like, yeah. I, that means I missed two. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about the Dead Daisies. Like they're up to album six. I feel like they came out yesterday. Some prolific motherfuckers, right there. Seriously, Black Sabbath's "Paranoid" available in quadraphonic sound for the first time in nearly fifty years. It's Black Sabbath's "Paranoid." What? (laughs) (laughs) It's in quadraphonic sound. Oh, that's amazing! That's that's going to be that's going to be a thing now. I'm going to make that a thing. Oh, that's oh, you know what? That's I'm replacing rewind, replay, rebound, reissued. It's this, but (laughs) so so I I can I can I can see that we can go with that. I think we I think we can retile that segment when it comes back to it. That's Um, great. I Hate God announces summer 2023 leg of 30 years of take as needed for pain. I'm sorry. I, I almost tripped up all over that. U.S. tour, though. U.S. tour. US tour. Yes. Starting in Austin on August 31st. They're playing Austin and El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. And they're coming nice. back here. They're coming back for some more Texas shows later. Uh, they're playing Dallas on the September 19th and then Houston on September 21st. Of course. <laughs> because they're like, we're going to come back to you, Texas, but San Antonio, you can kind of eat 10 dicks. <laughs> Former Scorpions drummer Rudy Lenners releases Sting, Sting Loving You book. Wow. Still loving you. Still loving you. Uh, oh, no, oh my God. Yeah, it I see Sting. it. Yeah, uh, it's Sting. And, on the, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why, why, okay. would that, why would he play with me like that? Well, the thing is, I'm like, you're reading it from the head, like, I'm reading it from one other headline and you're reading it from another headline and the book says it's it's ridiculous. 
but but even shows the the front cover of the book sting loving you that's i see it i see it now i see it now i I, I gotta say that title sucks uh sodom blind guardian my dying bride epica and angra among confirmed bands for 2024 edition of seventy thousand tons of metal crazy that sounds amazing those 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 cruise ship fucking festivals always sound pretty dope yeah it sounds it sounds absolutely wonderful i want to do one of those one day Aside from many other things, including uh, Vakken, so mm. I want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, you know, when I get really old, I want to die at Vakken. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, Hatebreed, bleeding through integrity, Madball confirmed for Al- uh, Albany's inaugural Born Dead Fest. That sounds cool. Yeah, for sure. I right, got another one going up right after that. I like it. Um. Sodom, Queensryche, Candlemas, Forbidden, and Watchtower uh, among confirmed bands for 2024 Hell's Heroes Festival. Um, interesting, interesting story. Watchtower is from San Antonio, and I believe their very first show as a reunited band is being played at Fitzgerald's. Nice. So, um, Amaranth announces new vocalist. Shares Damnation Flame single. Okay, I want to hear that. Now Pat was talking about that on the uh, on the chat, uh, considering that they they got a kind of a theme oh. going in their new video and whatnot. But um, ex- asking uh, axing <laughs> asking Alexandria's uh, cancels remainder of European tour due to drummer's broken foot. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. That's you know that's gonna be one of the worst things. Like you need a foot to to kind of you, you need your foot to drum. Like like I mean you only need you only need one arm. Yes, Rick Allen, Rick Allen has shown Rick Allen has shown and 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 I have to give like to be honest to be honest like I can I can I can shit on Def Leppard all that I want but Rick Allen I have a lot of respect. Oh for sure because he's been I think he's been drumming longer. He's been drumming with one arm longer than he ever drummed with both arms. So yeah, yeah, and and he's he's doing it perfectly fine. Uh, I I it, it's actually quite interesting. I would love to like just watch a video of like his setup and him playing oh, just to see. Oh it. my god, that'd be amazing! For oh sure. yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. I would watch that. Um, speaking of things to watch, documentary Dreamers Never Die official DVD and Blu-ray release uh, details revealed. I believe they said it's coming out in September, September or October? 20, September 29th, 2023. Yes. And all of the configurations of the film will include a 20-minute selection of deleted and extended scenes restored from the cutting room floor to create a special fan experience. Yes. Um as long as it's not obscenely priced, I recommend people pick this up or see it in some capacity. I thought it was a very good documentary, um, especially if you read the book and were a little underwhelmed that it stopped in 1986. Mm. So, um, Five Finger Death Punch singer Ivan Moody moves to Cheyenne, Wyoming, opens two businesses. Look at that. I think, yeah, he, I think if I remember right, they are both gas stations. Is that right? Really? Uh, if I if I recall what I read, I'm going to just quickly run into it so I can confirm that myself real quick. 
uh, and to, 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 to rock, a rockin' Moody's Rock Stop is a rock and roll based convenience store and fueling station, which is designed for everyday recharging. It's so it's an Ivan Moody Seven Eleven. Nice. Now, nice. if he now if he were to ever expand that, it would be an Ivan Moody's Bucky's. <laughs> well, have you heard that the New Braunfels Bucky's? That used to be the largest is no longer the largest at the moment. Uh, apparently, the one in Bernie is going to be monstrous. Oh, if they make the one in Bernie, I know that right now they're advertising the one on the way to Houston, one of the ones on the way to Houston as being the world's largest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I saw that. But if they're if that's going to be supplanted by fucking the one in Bernie, I cannot wait because Bernie's not that far away. The only downside to that is that going to Bernie oh, sucks. I mean, yeah, and it also depends on which side of the highway is going to be on. Because that, that yeah. does. Oh yeah, yeah. Just imagine the traffic. That would be shit. Oh. Shit, Ugh. I say. Uh, new ZZ Top album will feature tracks recorded with late bassist Dusty Hill. Very cool. Um, M Shadows. It's okay to hate the new Event Sevenfold album. Uh, people were going to anyway. We're making money anyway, so go yes. ahead. Metallica announces takeover events during 2023 North American M72 tour. The hell that means? I think I think there's like uh, they're going to be doing like some side shows, mm-hmm. or I think some like parking lot shows featuring uh, smaller bands. Uh, so the, it's almost like mini festivals that are going to be happening at these Metallica shows. So it's tattoo the earth all over again. Pretty much. Cool. I'm down with that. Could have just called it Tattoo the Earth Tart 2. So. Yeah. Um, Sammy Hagar and Def Leppard among 2024 Hollywood Walk of Fame honorees. Cool. Joe Elliott looking an awful lot more like the one of the Winter Brothers every day. <laughs> just needs to get more pale. That's amazing. Allison Chains announces fall 2023 headlining tour dates. That is awesome. I may go. However, I am seeing Allison Chains open for Guns N' Roses. I was going to say the, the the San Antonio date is the Alamo Dome show. Yes, and and I will I will be happy to see them in that regard. Just fine. So, um, let's see. Do do. Ah, yes. Survivor's Eye of the Tiger surpasses 1 billion streams on Spotify. There are that many people working out at one given time. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty amazing. Yes. 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 And you know what's, you know, what's great about that? It was made just for Rocky three, the (laughs) best Rocky movie. (laughs) That that is probably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one and two are, you know, like they're they're the serious ones, and then they pull out three. And it's like, oh man! And then four comes out, and you're like, oh shit, we off the rails now. <laughs> and then five was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you crashed and burned. <laughs> you let the fire go too long. Uh, ooh, TT Quick drummer Eric Farrow dies. Another another obituary, unfortunately, for our episode. I'm not familiar with TT Quick, but this still uh, unfortunate. Um, let's see, let's see. We're getting to a point where we can pretty much um, say that we're 
good. Former Megadeth drummer Lee Rauch dies. Okay, another unfortunate obituary. Um, now, this must have been one of about 100 drummers of Megadeth, so... <laughs> right. And, of course, this comes not long after uh, Dave Mustaine says they didn't amount to much of anything, so you're, <laughs> an, asshole. you're an asshole. Good job, buddy. Um Next Wasp album won't arrive before summer 2024. Okay. Um, got a deadline now. The, the the last one I listened to was great. So that was Golgotha. I loved that record. I so remember you, that was in your top three that year. Yeah, well, it was. When it I mean, I remember when we did top threes? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a thing once. Yeah, yeah that, that, that might come back if I ever can sit Dude, and write. Who has time for that right now? I do. I have all the time in the world. Good for you. That's the thing, though. That, like, that's the good thing. Like, that's why I'm the coordinator. It's because I have all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I use it all. Um, Motley, uh, Motley Crue's Mick Mars reveals title of debut solo album. Um, I gotta say, with like that hat and and the mean mugging face, he kind of looks like like an angry buckethead. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of looks a little, a little scary. Yeah, that 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 definitely does look like the Buckethead's mask for sure. Okay, so we're gonna call it with uh one last one, which is gonna be which is gonna be a good one. Here we go. Uh, Metallica's All Within My Hands Foundation donates a portion of ticket sales to charities on European M seventy two tour. Once again, Metallica handing out the green. Being being very gracious and and donating to their their foundation and among other foundations, Jesus Christ, they're they're all over the place. Oh so, man, they they really let it they really let it go too. Like I'm just looking at some of the uh, the amounts here. Yeah, so it's looking good, looking yeah. good, which is which is great. So awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna cut it there because that should be about two weeks of news that we have cut back to. So nice. let's. Um, I think this is going to be the appropriate time for a commercial break. Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mack here. And if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meal, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. All right, and now we go on to uh, a little extra. We get a little, uh, we get potentially a little non-metal, and we talk about a few extra things that we're just kind of going through. Um, so let's. Um, Let's uh, take a look uh, at the thing. I lost the page. God damn it. Okay, here we go. Script. Bang. Crowdfunding tracker. Uh, I have nothing. 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 Okay. So let's start off. Shit. Ugh. Shit I want. Okay. I want to lead off on this one. So, multiple times on this podcast, I had mentioned that I work for a particularly large courier service. And this mm-hmm. year, their contract with the driver's union and pretty much to all the the employers union ends on July 31st up until July 5th 
contract negotiations are going well, but they have collapsed. They apparently both people walked away from the table, both parties walked away from the table, and contract negotiations have stalled. The reason I bring this up is because contract ends July 31st. If a strike happens, they will strike as of midnight, August 1st. If they go on strike, all non-union members of the organization are expected to fill those union positions to make sure that the company continues to run, although it will be extremely slow, which means that I'll be being removed from my desk and going back into the operations to work again, which I'm not looking forward to. And the main reason I'm not looking forward to that is that because of that time and because all hands will be on deck, my Metallica trip, my trip to see Metallica in Arlington, Texas, the two nights are in jeopardy again, and it's not looking good. The what, shit I want is I want I want it to go through as much as humanly fucking possible before I have to sell my tickets. Because <laughs> if I have to sell my tickets, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'll be significantly richer, but <laughs> I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that, is, that, is in, that is indeed true. Um, <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like I'm imagining the uh, the bit from The Simpsons with with when he's eating Pinchy. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> you, you, you have the money to buy a lobster, but it's just so bittersweet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, again, like I hope everything comes comes like you know they come together. They they figure it out before the contract ends. They still have until the end of the month uh, to figure it out, or like like in the first part of August to figure it out. But if I have to sell my tickets and cancel my trip, I'm going to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, my only consolation is that if I have to sell my tickets and the strike doesn't happen, and I've already sold my tickets, they are streaming the shows live into theaters. And the Evo, my particular favorite theater, is showing those shows at their theater. So my consolation prize, if I have to sell my tickets and I still don't have to, and the strike doesn't happen, but I have already sold my tickets, is I would be able to see it live on screen, which would be cool, but not as cool. I got so, you. You really thought this out. Yes. Yes. Well, I've been thinking about it since I bought these tickets in January. Uh, <laughs> and And then they told us, like, hey, listen. You want to take time off in August? That's great. You can ask for it, but you're not guaranteed that time off, Bubba. I'm like, oh, well, you you fucking suck. Yeah. But I get it. I understand. It's I I am a company man. I have sold my soul, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel you. I feel you. Um, what do I want? So I made a goal for myself for this year, uh, and I'm I'm just kind of saying this months in advance like i basically i i intend to do this regardless but we're just going to see how how much better it is by then so i we all know i well everyone should know that i am a therapist i'm a counselor um and covid has changed a lot of things things that were steadily becoming more acceptable uh, by that i mean telehealth has become uh, very much uh, one of the norms um so i've been very lucky to be doing this doing therapy from my home since um march of 2020 um for different companies of course um now, I was working for two different employers and seeing private clients. Um, 
up until recently when I quit one of those employers. I still have the other one, but my intention is to leave them before the end of the year and be fully on my own. So shit I want is I want that to work mm-hmm. out. I've got five months to make it happen. I, I absolutely believe it's possible. Just, just gotta go out there and search. Um, I've had a lot of luck lately. People that have been finding me on psychology today, which is how you can pretty much find me to see me. Uh, so things have been working out in that regard. Uh, but in the next five months we'll bring, we'll figure it out. But that is what I want. And that is part of the reason why I have as much time as I do is because I have a part-time schedule essentially. (laughs) So, but it works out. I I compensate somehow. So, but that is it. That is what I want. I want, I want that absolute freedom so I can sit there and get a call from a recruiter offering me a job and I can be like, I don't do employers. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do being employed. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's the goal. So Hell yeah, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about rabbit holes. Oh, all right. So I went on too many ones I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one is a quick, it was a very short one. Um, I'm reading the Devin Townsend biography. You got me for Christmas. I'm about halfway through it. I was mm-hmm. plowing through it. Some during some downtime at work. And because of that, I decided to listen to some Devin Townsend stuff that's not necessarily like his solo stuff. So I listened to a little bit of Strapping Young Lad, and yeah. the the portion of the biography I read I read was a re- really focusing on his time like before Strapping, um, and like when he was first coming out, when he was first hitting it, and the first album that he was pretty much known for was when he collaborated with Steve Vai. He was his vocalist for the Sex and Religion record. Yeah, uh, so I listened to Sex and Religion, and that's a really good record. Like that is a surprisingly like I like I think I listened to it once before, but after listening, after reading what it took to make that record, and then going and listening to it, it was so much better than I remember it being. Um. And it was also really interesting to to read during that time period that he was also offered a gig to sing on Geezer Butler's record, uh, which ended up going to uh, uh, Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory, mm-hmm. which I think turned into the, the GZR project. Yes. Um, and then at the same time, he was also collaborating with uh, Jason Newstead, uh, where they were doing some kind of jam session shit. And apparently there's a lot of uh, recorded but like unreleased material from that period of time, which would be lovely to hear. Um, so, but it was just really interesting to, 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 to read about that and then go back and visit some of the, the stuff, knowing what it took to record some of that stuff. Um, and then the other mini rabbit hole I went into was, was Getty Lee baselines. And I'll tell you why. So someone, I think, I don't remember what, what, uh, publication put out this thing on Facebook where there's like, like here, listen to the isolated bass tracks of Getty Lee performing free will. Uh, apparently according to, uh, Alex Lifeson, this is one of their most ambitious songs because of the way that Getty plays his bass. So I was listening to the isolated tracks of that. And I'm like, Oh man, Getty, dude, what an underrated bass player. Like no one talks enough about Getty Lee's bass playing. Like he is a, a fucking monster 
So I went back and I listened to a bunch of songs that I thought really represented what his bass style is like. And specifically pretty much all of like moving pictures, you know, starting with Tom Sawyer, like, and going into YYZ and some of the other shit. Um, and it's just like, dude, in all honesty, like, I don't think of, I don't think of when I think of Rush, I, I honestly, like the first thing that, that pops into my head is not like guitar riffs or anything like that. It's not even Neil Peart. It's fucking Getty Lee bass. Cause they're so fucking good. They really carry the fucking songs. Like they're almost mm-hmm. more of a, than what Alex Lifeson is doing on his on his guitar, um, and because they're they're a fucking trio and they recorded like a trio, like not too many guitar overdubs or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. the bass is so upfront, it's so in your face, and it's fucking dirty. Like his his bass tone was fucking filthy, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the good like the other thing about it is that he he did most of his guitar his bass playing I believe was was with the fingers. Um, and like he's doing it on on only four strings. Like some dudes who can't can't even do what he does on five to six strings. He's just killing it on a fucking old school Rickenbacker or a fucking Fender Jazz. And he's mm-hmm. killing it. So that I was fucking locked in on some Getty Lee bass lines, moving pictures specifically, and I was fucking hooked for like a, like two days. Now, I feel like I I feel like I shouldn't I shouldn't. I should have had the estimation of this as far as getting these uh, capacity, um, considering that people rush is so revered. Um, and the fact that, you know, you have Neil Peart in there that people just uh, love and adore and turn to for like uh, influence. And uh, when he was alive, I'm sure guidance in some way. Um, but I don't know why I wouldn't sit here and think like, okay, there's got to be some stellar bass lines to it. I, you know what? I was in the same boat. Like I, I knew he was a good bass player. And of, of course I've heard Tom Sawyer a million times, but when you really sit down with a really good set of headphones on, you put them right next to your ear and you're mm-hmm. just fucking listening to just Getty and yeah. you're just really focusing in on that. And it's like, holy shit. Holy shit. What is going on? Why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, yeah. So I feel you. I feel you. Um, anything else you got? No, that's it for the my rabbit holes. Okay, I don't have a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't have a rabbit hole. I've just been going through going through a few motions here. So, well, we, we could we like when we get to what we've been watching, we did go on a mini rabbit hole during that period of time. So I'll get to that when we get to that section. All right, sounds good. So then let's carry on to a little light reading. All right. So, as I mentioned, um, I'm out of The Lord of the Rings. I'm out of Dune. It took me forever to finish those books, but I am out, and I have been released into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm about halfway through reading the Devin Townsend bio. It still bothers me with the way he writes because it's very, like, again, it's very stream of conscious. He has to, like, go back and forth and kind of stay on track and some, and, like, it's just, like, there's not, there's no real sense of, like, chronology going mm-hmm. on, which kind of bothers me as far as a, you know, as far as a biography goes. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm still enjoying it. I'm loving reading his new mature attitude towards things. I'm like, I like reading about how, how much of a dick he was and how much he's changed since then. That's been nice to read about. Um, 
so that's good. Um, I blew through Stephen King's The Dead Zone, uh, which was great. I really enjoyed reading that, uh, especially after watching the movie um, with Christopher Walken and then going back and reading the the book, the source material, and seeing the differences. And there were some pretty big differences, but like the story itself uh, on the screen was pretty pretty spot on to what happens in the book. So that was cool. Um, while we were um, hanging out with mom that day, I had downloaded the Wool graphic novel. Uh, Wool is the source material for the TV show uh, Silo. Uh, so I downloaded that graphic novel and I blew through that, which was pretty cool. I got it on my Kindle, which is pretty dope. Uh, and because I finished The Dead Zone, I had started, I am going into the Witcher series. Um, so I'm reading. I'm the the chronology of the books are kind of weird, mm-hmm. uh, but from what I'm from what I understand, what I'm reading right now is called the Last Wish. Um, I think it's like there's this there's the the Witcher saga, which I think starts after this. So these are like it's almost like a, not a, like a prequel, but like kind of like short stories, uh, multiple short stories that like lead into what the saga becomes. So I think this was probably uh, partially the source material for the first season of The Witcher because I had already read the first story that came up in the book was already one of the stories that like was an episode of Witcher season one. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be reading like snippets uh, and little adventures um, that kind of culminate at one point and then go into what the main saga is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, enjoying reading that. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I'm doing a much better job reading. We had redone our reading area in our, in our house. We got new couches. We got new, um, new bookshelves made it nice and pretty. And it's a very, very comforting, very cozy spot to read at the, at the end of the day when we got a chance to do it. And we've been, we've been better. We've been more proactive about getting that done in the past couple of weeks than we had been in the past. So that's why I was able to get through like, you know, I, I was able to get through the dead zone in less time than the, any other book. Like I think mm-hmm. I read three books or like started and finished like three books in the last like two months where it took me like almost six months to read two other books. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the only thing I've read in the past month, I got a little bit further into mad love, which is the, uh, the origin story of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, Still, still working around the same event. So I'm about 40, 50 pages in and is still working around one event when she's like seven years old. Um, but a lot of, a lot of things that you recognize from the character or things that become part of the character later on are introduced. Like, uh, there's a part where there's uh, a giant um, uh, carnival mallet, you know, mm. and that's and that's like her weapon when she when she was Joker's sidekick, and things like that. So little little details like that are being thrown in there, uh, just to kind of give you an idea. And then, and then eventually uh, I'll move on to whatever comes next. But still working my way through that. Um, Otherwise, haven't uh, <clears throat> haven't done much re- much reading. So, um, yeah. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, 
Oh man. So I have a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, well, like I said, it's been, it's been over a month. It's been about a month since we recorded and I do have mm-hmm. my kids. So we've been going out to the movies a lot. Um, so let's just get through this list. All right. So silo season one ended, um, Apple TV plus series starring Rebecca Ferguson based on the wool book. I had <laughs> just mentioned, um, Excellent, excellent TV show. The last episode was fucking great. Um, it really did tie the whole season together. Like the first two episodes of the season were really good, and they kind of slowed down and kind of like built a little bit more of the world, a little bit more of the characters. And then like the last like four episodes were just bangers, like mm-hmm. week after week, fucking bangers. And then the the season finale was fucking astonishing. It fucking really stuck to the source material as far as like the ending of that. Um, so I was very pleased with that. Um, we're continuing on, of course, with the Righteous Gemstones. Um, just a very fun TV show. I don't know if you ever seen it, um, but Danny McBride, John Goodman, bunch of other really great characters uh, playing a, a fucking out of control TV evangelist fucking house. It's fucking out of control. Very um, nice. Very nice. That's, that's hilarious shit. A um, couple of movies uh, in the theaters recently. Uh, so we saw the flash. Um, I, w- I would say it's like a mixed bag. Like, you know, there's great, great nostalgia with the, the Michael Keaton, Batman thrown in there. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding Ezra Miller as the lead for this particular movie. They have a lot of issues going on. Um, but I felt that they did a very good job of performing both Barry Allen's from the future and from the past. I thought that, I thought they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I liked stories about conf- uh, about messing with time and multiverses, and because this is another one of those multiverse movies, there's a lot of like really cool, cheeky like winks to the fans, um, stuff like that, which I enjoyed. Um, it's not getting that great reviews. Not too many people like it. Some people say the CGI is is pretty shitty, but again, I will I will start being more critical of movies when Gabriel, my son. The day he doesn't walk out of a movie and say that is the best thing he's ever seen, that's the day I get more critical about movies. So. <laughs> as long as he's happy, I can give a shit. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, speaking of that, and again, the nostalgia thing, the new Indiana Jones movie, The Dial of Destiny, came out recently. And honest to God, I thought that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed the story. I felt that Indiana Jones, they really kind of kind of pulled back some of the unbelievable stuff that he did in Crystal Skull and made it like he is really like an 80-year-old man because mm-hmm. he kind of is. Um, they didn't rely on like too much of they, – they didn't rely too much on nostalgia and they brought in enough like new stuff to make it really enjoyable because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be the last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford is killing it. He looks great. There's a shirt with he, him shirtless. There's a scene with him shirtless at 80 years old, and he looks like a fucking stud. Um, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge as his sidekick in this one. I think she's hilarious, and she really – they had great chemistry. Mads mm. Mikkelsen is a great bad guy. He plays a Nazi. Perfect. Um, so that was really cool. Again, nostalgia fucking rocked it, and they did a good story to, to kind of end the series. So I'm happy nice. with that. Okay. Speaking of nostalgia, the Evo, my favorite movie theater here in town, they do something called Flashback Cinema, uh, and the one that they had playing the day after the 4th of July, 
was fucking Jaws. <laughs> so I, I took the kids. I took mom. We went and saw Jaws on the big screen. For me, it's the first time I've ever seen it on the big screen. Um, you know, and it is still a absolute banger of a fucking mm-hmm. film. It starts off right away and it doesn't let up. I know I've seen the third act of this movie when they're on the water fighting the shark a billion times, but it is still so good. Still yeah. so good. Oh man. Uh and last but not least for my theater experiences, just today this evening I took William to go see Insidious the Red Door. Um this is the fifth movie in the Insidious series. Uh, so I don't know anything about the Insidious series. This is my first Insidious movie. I know uh, the the picture of Patrick Wilson with the guy with the, that kind of looks like Darth Maul behind him. I know that whole thing, uh, but I don't know anything about the series. So what I learned is that this fifth movie is a direct sequel to the second movie. Okay. So the first Insidious and Chapter 2 is one continuous story. Then Chapter 3 and The Last Key are prequels that happened before the first insidious movie and now this fifth insidious movie is a direct sequel to the chapter two okay so that's what you have to take away from it and it's it features again this is patrick wilson uh he's the dad in it he's also it's his directorial debut he's uh this is his first uh director's job mm-hmm. uh, and i enjoyed it i mean again walking into it absolutely cold knowing absolutely nothing about it i enjoyed it William had a great time. He's so into horror movies that anytime I get to take him to anything like that is great. It's PG-13, so it's like starter horror, some people would call it, because it's not gory at all. Bunch of jump scares. Yeah. You know. Other than that, a perfect starter horror, as somebody would as some people would say. Okay. All right. I still have a list. All right. So these are movies that we watched at home, and this is a mini rabbit hole here. So Randy and I have been talking about uh, well, Gabriel has been getting into some anime stuff, specifically Demon Slayer. Uh, I think he's watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Z at, at his mom's house and a couple other things. Uh, so we wanted to to kind of jump in on that with him, but we wanted something specific. And we went with the Studio Ghib- uh, Ghibli movies, uh, specifically from the director um, Miyazaki. So we started with his movie Spirited Away, which I had seen so many pictures of, uh, especially with the the no-face character. Uh, so we watched that. Then we moved on to My Neighbor Totoro, which, of course, I've seen the character of Totoro around a lot. Um, we followed that up with Howl's Moving Castle, which is my favorite one so far. And last night we watched Princess Mononoke, uh, which was also very, very good. So I think if I was to rank these, I think it would be number one was Howl's Moving Castle, Prince, Princess Mononoke, um, Spirit Away, and then My Neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. And then also... We went into a mini Stephen King rabbit hole with my other son, William, of course, being the horror fanatic. Uh, so we watched The Shining and The Dead Zone together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is that is my fucking viewing pleasure, buddy. Okay. That is insane, but that sounds like a month's worth of watching between between you and the kids and uh, and Brandy. Yeah. So um, I haven't watched anything. Um, <laughs> all that actually no that's not true uh i started batman the animated series the original animated oh. series from the 90s wow yes wow hell yeah 
Yes. Uh, I started watching that. Lindsay's been wanting me to watch it. She watched all of it uh, about maybe almost a year ago at this point. She wanted me to watch it, and she just randomly suggested it because we were watching a lot of the animated Batman movies. And uh, and I was like, all right, well, let's do it. And then we just started watching it. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. We're about like 10 episodes in, and each episode is introducing a new villain. Which you know, I haven't uh, I haven't encountered a villain that I I don't know something about, especially because I've played I've played the games and I have read some of the uh, comics and graphic novels. Um, but yeah, I will say one thing: um, people, when it comes to the when it comes to the cinematic universe of DC, a lot of people give it a lot of crap, but the animated uh elements of dc universe untouchable mm. untouchable because they're like i all like i've watched a bunch of batman ones all great all great um and i think i kind of prefer it in that animated form because they can just do so much more with it honestly um and they can actually you know turn them out and release them in timely fashion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to season four of Harley Quinn coming out next month. So or later this month. Sorry, later this month. So I'm going to look looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, it's you know that's 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 pretty much been 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 it. So um, and of course watching some wrestling. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm not, I know you guys tuned in for the Money in the Bank last week. We did. We 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 tuned in for most of it, but we we left towards the end, as you did as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's been entertaining. Looking forward to SummerSlam. So, always a good one. Yep. All right. So that's pretty much what I got for uh, viewing pleasure, and I think that takes us to the end of a little extra. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, did any of us see a show? I don't think I so. did. You did. I did. You I did. Oh, I think I know what show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, Brandy and I went up to Cedar Park, which is just, mm-hmm. which is a little bit further than I expected it to be. Um, I didn't realize it was like about 40 minutes outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did not realize that it doesn't matter though we went to a place uh i think it's called the hgb center in cedar park uh texas mm-hmm. which is a nice sized place i say it's probably a little bit smaller than the freeman coliseum um but it was good i mean it was it again it wasn't they didn't pack out the place and the bands i saw it was animals as leaders devon townsend and dream theater mm-hmm. so the venue was pretty sweet it sounded great. Like it sounded so much better than the Freeman Coliseum. Like when we saw animals as leaders at the Freeman Coliseum in October with Lamb of God and kill switch, they didn't sound great. They sounded awesome at this mm-hmm. show. Uh, so animals as leaders was great. We got there just a little late because again, we were running behind a little bit uh, because I had to pick up the kids, drive across town, drop them off to mom and dad, then drive up to Austin, yada, yada, yada. Um, so they were great. Uh, Devin Townsend, I haven't seen Devin Townsend live probably since 2006, Two. 2002. Well, when did you see them after the time at downtown? 
Yes, I saw him with Strapping Young Lad at the Ozfest. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, I was there for that too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Ozfest that was on Randall's Island. So I, I want to say that was right before I moved out of out of mom and dad's house. I want to say that that was probably around 2006. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen I haven't seen Devin's Devin perform any of his newer material since since then, um, and he was great. He was wonderful. Um, he still has his zany sense of humor. He came out there with a theremin started playing around with a theremin which is great mm-hmm. um you know he, his band is stellar you know i i kind of wish that like you know he was still performing under the denver townsend project and he brought anarchy out uh just because i love her so much but you know w- beggars can't be choosers yeah um and then dream theory came on and honest to god i am so out of the loop with dream theory like i recognize all like two songs yeah. <laughs> like I am so far out of the loop. Uh, uh, how about the one that goes? Widdly, 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 widdly. <laughs> I think they played that one twice. Um, <laughs> um, but honest to God, like, and it sucks too because the the musicians are so good in Dream Theater. Like mm. the first thing that that Brandy said when Dream Theater hit the stage is like, "I don't like the singer." I'm like, "You're not the only one." <laughs> That's the main complaint about them. And like, I don't mind them, but in particular at that particular place, I don't know what was going on, but his vocals were way too loud. And like to mm. the point where like cringed where he fucking came on. It's like, oh, oh, it's not, oh no. Um but the cool thing is that um the, at the last song that Dream Theater plays, their encore, they bring out Tossin from Animal His Leaders, Devin Townsend comes out, I think his keyboardist comes out. Um Devin Townsend's drummer comes out, takes the drummer's place. Uh, so it's a big jam session, uh, and it sounds great. They look like they're all having a really good time. We saw them on the first night of the tour, so like Devin's walking out there with like with like lyric sheets because he doesn't know the song because it's a Dream Theater song that he's singing. It's hilarious, <laughs> but it it's a, it was it was a really good show. It was worth the trip out there. Every band was on point. Um, it was just a really pleasant time, and I really. I'm really glad I got a chance to see it. I, and it's going to force me eventually want to get to a, a good, comfortable position to really dig deep and and revisit pretty much all of Dream Theater's catalog mm. uh, just because I'm so unfamiliar with a good portion of it as of late. You know? So, yeah. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I was happy yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, I think the only... Uh, my only regret about that is I would have loved to see Devin Townsend again. So yeah, yeah, especially because uh, we didn't talk about it when we were going through general news. But I did see an article on Blattermouth that said that after this run of shows, he says he's going to take a couple years off of touring. So yeah. I mean, you never know; that could be your last shot. I mean, he could yeah. just stay in the studio and make fucking eight records a year from there yeah, from here was, on out. I was going to say he's just going to release like sixty thousand albums from going forward. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, so I I have not seen a show, but I bought tickets for a show. Oh, and I sure. I uh, on August twenty second am seeing Alice Cooper, uh, and I think it's the tour with Rob Zombie and Ministry. So, oh shit! And it's nice. in, it's finally in San Antonio. Where? So, what, what what venue? It's, it's at the Tobin Center. Nice. Yes. So. Hell yeah, dude! That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, finally, I, I saw that and I was like, I gotta buy it. Um, <laughs> and I, I asked Lindsay, of course, you know, because you know she, the one time we saw Alice Cooper live, which was an opening set, she was with us at the time, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and she enjoyed it. 
And, you know, whenever I've said that I want to go see Alice Cooper again, she's always been interested in potentially going, depending on depending on the price and all that good stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But we we are going August 22nd, and it sounds like that's going to lead off the month ahead. Because, yeah, I was going to say, your September is absolutely wild. So. Yes, I still have to buy my tickets to Danzig. Um, and then, yeah, September is just off to the races. So it's going to be, it's going to be a wild month. And Lindsay keeps yelling at me because she thinks I'm going to be okay. So let me, let me rephrase that. She knows that I'm going to be, absolutely, <laughs> she knows I'm going to be miserable on the inside throughout a lot of that month. But she reminds, it reminds me of that meme with, with, with uh, Ben Stiller from, uh, from uh, dodgeball. Come on. Mm. I know you, you know you, and I know that you know that I know you. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, <laughs> uh, just just don't underestimate my power. <laughs> yeah, um, but that that's what I got as far as sh- as shows and everything. Um, uh, I think we're ready for heavy metal in the charts. Ooh, well, I mean that's a that's a misnomer. So for mm-hmm. all of our all of our fans who have been listening to this podcast for a while and our new fans here on Twitch, hopefully, here is how we do the charts. We know that heavy metal is not on the charts. It's just not. So just to be able to talk about something, we cover just about anything heavy metal or hard rock related, which means greatest hits, which means compilations, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But just because this segment isn't that boring, we also decided to follow one particular pop artist because her music does enjoy we do enjoy her music and we want to keep track of what she does on the charts and that particular pop artist is miss taylor swift so with that in mind we are going to go into the charts dan also likes to hear who the top five are as well as who mr irrelevant number 200 is all right so are you ready for this week's top 200 billboard charts dan i am ready Let's do it. Number one is One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen. Lame. Number two is Young Young Thug with his new album, Business is Business. <laughs> business is business, and business is good. Business is something about killing. In, in, in business and business. business. Number three. Number three is Peso Pluma and their album Genesis. It's a new album from Peso Pluma at number three. What the fuck three. is that? have no idea at number four of course is midnights by miss taylor swift um at number five is gonna and his album a gift and a curse and then now we start he should have named his album ama (laughs) ama gonna ama bagana ama gonna ama gonna that was all right now this is where we start scrolling and we call out uh random artists and and things as we go so we got miss taylor swift is at number nine with her album lover yeah oh so here's something i would like to listen to um is the spider-man across the spider-verse uh soundtrack by metro boomin um i just i remember that album that that particular that movie was really really good and the soundtrack was pretty good too, the score and everything. Sounded, so I'd love mm-hmm. to check that out. Uh, at number 14 is Folklore by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her third record in the top 200. Cool. At number 18 is 1989 by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her fourth record in the top 200. At number 21 is Miss Taylor Swift with Reputation. That's her fifth record in the top 200. At 25 is Red Taylor's version. That's her sixth record 
at 29 is Speak Now. My Miss Taylor Swift, that's her seventh record. Speak Now, Taylor's version also dropped yesterday. So that will probably be in the charts going forward for us. Mm-hmm. At number 31 is Elton John's Diamonds. Remember, we're doing greatest hits by anybody who resembles rock or heavy metal. I need to listen to more Elton John. For sure, for sure. I mean, I remember like I, I had I had found a playlist of the set list that he performed at the sh- at the show that we saw, and it's it's a great set list. So. Oh yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, wor- worth a listen to for sure. Mm-hmm. At number thirty five is Miss Taylor Swift with Feelers, Taylor's version. That is her eighth album in the top forty of the top two hundred. Let's just put that in perspective there. Mm-hmm. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is number thirty eight. At number 40 is Evermore, Miss Taylor Swift. That is her ninth album at number 40. So the top 40, the top 40 albums, nine of them are by Miss Taylor Swift. Damn. At 41, Queen's Greatest Hits. At 42, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Greatest Hits. And now we do a lot more scrolling now that we don't have Taylor Swift to talk about anymore. It's going to be a little bit more, (laughs) a little bit more, uh, a little less noisy here. Here we go. Yeah, a little, little oh, loose and buried. Oh, for sure. My goodness. All right, you got Bob Marley and the Whalers at number 68 with the best of. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 69. Mm-hmm. We found uh, William ha- has a particular love for uh, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley, and he found that there's a Bob Marley biopic coming out next year, uh, which would be interesting to see. Cool. Tom Petty, The Heartbreakers, Greatest Hits, number 76. And we keep on moving now. It's a little bit faster at this point. Here we go. Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses at number 90. George Strait, nah. Okay. All-time Greatest Hits by Leonard Skinner is a re-entry at number 100. Re-entry. Well. Uh, The Essential Michael Jackson is at number 103. Nevermind by Nirvana is at 111. Thriller by Michael Jackson is at 112. The very best of Nickelback at 114. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, greatest hits at number 116. Foo Fighters, greatest hits at number 121. Greatest hits of Bon Jovi is at number 130. And we are still moving. Still moving. Beach Boys, Sounds of Summer, very best of at number 142. Greatest hits of the Eagles from 1971 to 1975 at 146. The Essential Billy Joel at 148. Mm-hmm. Meteora by Lincoln Park is at number 151. Here we go. We're getting down. Bottom 50. Bottom 50. Greatest hits, Fleetwood Mac, 167. Elvis Presley. 30 number one hits at number 169. Back in Black, ACDC, 172. Hot Rocks, Rolling Stones, 173. Metallica's Black Album at 174. Sublime, self-titled, 175. Very nice. Very nice. Linkin Park, Hybrid Theories at 184. Okay, we're almost there. Almost there. Oh, here we go. In Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone, it is at number 197 in its second week. It debuted at number nine last oh. week. 
Shit, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. All right. So with that wrapped up, we got number 200, Mr. Irrelevant, is Little Uzi Vert with a re-entry of his album Eternal A Take. A Take. Cool, cool I cool. guess. All right, so that's it for the charts, man. Not bad. We talked about a lot of stuff today. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, some of the some of the same stuff. I'm just, it's uh, it's uh, the the popularity of Taylor Swift is crazy. I mean, her shows are just selling out. She's, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's in the news. She's performing for three hours, forty four songs, covering her entire discography, pretty much, mm-hmm. and it. It's not just a fucking concert. It's a spectacle. Like, it's costume changes and backup dancers and backup singers and a band and all this shit. Oh, it's yeah. fucking wild. So, I mean, fucking A. Mm. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so I think what we'll do now, uh, since we, uh, we're going to go on to our discussion shortly, I think we'll have an, uh, a, a commercial break. Hey, it's Jim from the geekiest podcast around, the Jim Pal Podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a different geek franchise and do a deep dive. We've done episodes on the DCU, Star Wars, Top 3D Mario Games, and Zelda. Also, come check us out on Twitch, Sunday, Monday, and Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. See you there, pals. All right, and for our last segment for tonight, we're going to move on to our discussion. And uh, our discussion, we're picking up from last time. Uh, from our last episode, episode 203. What we were doing was going through this book that I have, the top 500 heavy metal albums of all time. This was a book written by Martin Popoff in 2004. As we established last time, there is no album past 2004 in this book. What we also established last time was that a lot of the albums are not, can, it arguably cannot be considered metal. So you have to kind of go into it with a little bit of suspension of of belief here. So once we went through last time, a lot of them we didn't know. This time, it's going to be a little different. And we're going to start it off with number 475. 475, let's do it. 475, we're going to do 25 today. So we're going to get to 451. And number 475 is the debut album from Blue Oyster Cult. Okay, I have I don't know. Yes. Oh, I don't um, know. Now, the only song that this apparently has, as far as one that um, is as well known uh, as the rest, is "Cities on Flames" with rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but otherwise, this was early, early rock for them. They hadn't gotten to the the huge popularity they would come to get with "Don't Fear the Reaper" and everything else. But um, I have the record. I haven't listened to it yet. But again, arguably metal? Not really. So, But this a book will argue otherwise. And that was 1972. Number 474, album coming from 1970, Live at Leeds by The Who. Ooh, I mean, good album, yes. Mm-hmm. But again, like, like even the Who didn't consider themselves a heavy metal band. Like, what, what is, what is going on here? Um, I do know. I think, I think one of the boxes I always wanted that was from back in the Tower days was they called themselves like Maximum R and B, which I thought was a pretty solid um, 
definition. I mean, that mm-hmm. sounds pretty cool. I like yes. that. Maximum R and B. Yeah. That sounds great. Let's go. Now, here comes a prog band, but an album Mm. that I absolutely love and will, if anybody doesn't like it, it will punch them in the nose. Uh, And that is Aqualung by Jethro Tull. Oh, oh my God. What a, what a record. Again, not, not metal. According to the Grammys. Jethro Tull's metal as fuck. I know, according to the Grammys, <laughs> but the Grammys don't know Dick. They didn't know Dick then. They know a little bit more about the Shaft now. Yeah. So, hey Dan, real quick, what's up, buddy? Bedtime. Yeah. I love you. Oh, I too. You gave the iPad to uh, Brandy. Yes. All right, thank you, buddy. I love you. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. All right. But Aqualung, phenomenal record. Some of the greatest tracks in their career. Oh um, yeah. Front no, to back too. Yeah, Front yeah. to back. Eleven tracks, no filler. Everything's yeah. fantastic. You can uh, listen to that straight through, and like, oh my god, like, where did the time go? Because this this album is just spectacular. Oh yes, phenomenal record. Um, I would definitely put it high among rock records, to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, band I don't know about, but we are getting into metal. Uh, Exciter from nineteen eighty three, heavy metal maniac. I think if you put heavy metal in your album title, you might have a spot on this list. So, I mean, they kind of guaranteed it there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Exciter, unfortunately. I've heard of them. Canadian Thrash. Yeah. They they come up in conversations uh, as far as, like, you know, in the thrash metal scene, especially of, like, the early 80s. So, yeah, they're they're around there. This one's an interesting one. I like the album, but considering it's okay, well, let me just say it. It's the Dillinger Escape Plan, Calculating Infinity. Okay. This is their wow. first album. This is a this is their first album when they were at their most chaotic. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, for sure. It's actually my least favorite of the Dillinger albums. Um I liked because this didn't have Greg Pusciato in it yet. Um which I think added a whole different element to the band. And that was important to me uh, in mm-hmm. listening to the albums and doing it for the uh, 10 more review video. Um, but it's still, it's still a, a milestone as far as the idea of that math core type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to sit here and throw out the random uh, subgenres and whatnot. Uh, see, I can see it being a milestone. Just least my least favorite of their material. Um, so, but I can see the importance of it, to say the least. Number four seventy, Witchfinder General Death Penalty on Heavy Metal Records, nineteen eighty-two. Witchfinder General is just a great band name. Yes. I fucking love it. Every time I hear that term in any form, I think it's amazing. Um, my real only um, like connection to it is from Good Omens, the TV show and book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character played by in the in the TV show. He's played by Michael McKeon, and he's the Witchfinder General, and he's just a fucking riot. So, nice. yeah. Yes. <sighs> You can put you can put any of this band's albums on this list, and 
I'd be okay with it. But uh, number 469 is the album 1916 by Motorhead. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much like <laughs> they, they had to put, they had to make this list 500 albums long just so they can add all of Motorhead's discography to it. Pre-2004, pre, pre of course. Yes, of course. Pre-2004, which still there was a lot. <laughs> understandable but yes um another one that um i need to give more attention to but a band i love and that is armored saint with march Mm. the saint fucking same buddy fucking same yes i have listened to all of of armored saints albums and uh i i did i did enjoy the early stuff of course just Did not get to a point where I could differentiate tracks yet. Yeah, I got you. Um, This one I found pretty interesting. Um, Dream Theater, when Dream and Day Unite. This is their first album. This is before, this is with Charlie Dominici, prior to James Labrie joining the band, prior to Pull Me Under and um, and Images and Words. Mm -hmm. Very first album. I happen to like this album a lot. Um, they, they perform a song from it at the show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they do because there's, there is, there is at least one one song I can't remember which one it exactly was, but I used to know. But it is, uh, it is definitely a great record. Uh, I I like Charlie Dominici's voice. Um, I do prefer James Labrie in in a sense, uh, as we were just saying that that's often a uh, difficult point for a lot of fans to accept, but it's a uh, it's a good point for me. But I did I did enjoy this album. So yeah, album that I enjoyed but has not aged well. Number four sixty six, disturbed the sickness. Yes, I mean it, uh, it. It was good for the time. It was definitely good for the time. Like, I remember like rocking out to that pretty hard while it was yeah. while it was going on. But it definitely is of its time. Yeah, yeah, didn't uh, definitely didn't age well though. Um, four sixty five. It's Rush, Permanent Waves. Mm. Yes, yes. This one uh, contains the spirit of radio and free will. Yes, yes. Again, I mean, that's what got me started on my little fucking Getty Lee thing. Um, but what else is on this one? Oh yeah, Jacob's Ladder, Entree New, yeah, fucking bad. You know what's really funny about these Rush records is they're short, six songs, thirty-five minutes, permanent waves, knocked it out. Mm-hmm. You know, even fucking like twenty-one twelve isn't that long. That was that was a fucking you know it has the fucking entire side one as one track. You know, mm-hmm. so um, number four sixty-four, one of the. One of the most notable keyboard sections on the planet. Final Countdown by Europe. I mean, it's funny that they put the whole album on there only because, like, like what's there beyond the one song? Uh, it, it, even, it even says here, there was a second song. Um, I'm 
trying to trying to read which one it says, but it says pushing the concept of the reason the final countdown should and did sell really because of the two hits. But work with me here is that it's <laughs> glassy eyed nostalgic toward the first wave of hair farm metal, sort of crew rat and quiet riot. So I'm looking at the list right now. I'm looking at the final countdown right now, and I know of no other songs that. Uh, that's popular. I just does, know the does anybody does anybody else know a different Europe song? I, I don't know. I mean, the mm-hmm. only one maybe there's a there's a their second song here is called "Rock the Night." That sounds like it could be a single, like just a title. But I don't know. Yeah. Carrie, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Here's one I haven't heard this album, but a lot of people who are metal fans may not like this band. But give credit to this album, and that's Def Leppard on through the night. Mm, okay, I'm not familiar with that. So apparently, before they they became that band, did pour some sugar on me. Um, they were a much heavier act. Um, with that album and High and Dry, they were a heavier act. Uh, I think they still kind of held on to a lot of that quality with uh, Pyromania. And then hysteria kind of just killed it. Yeah, I mean, once you start writing songs like "Photograph," you might be a little. "Photograph" was a was a good track. Uh, that's on. That's on. Um... I was just pyromania. Just... Yes, yeah, pyromania. That's a that's a good track, but that is definitely radio friendly. Yeah, so. I think pyromania is the only one I really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I, I I have not heard high and dry or on through the night on through the night seems to be that this was their this is their debut record yeah and in fact i'll say like uh, since we since we were saying about jethro Tull aqualung um pyromania front to back is is a great album yeah no, no filler track on that album for sure yeah this is a this is an interesting one but i remember it's 2004 so it Covers a lot of material. Aventasia, the metal opera. Oh, that's cool. The that's the original one. I I am actually not that as much of a fan of that one, except for one track in but, particular. But still cool that it was included. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, like, I was not, of, of all projects, that's like not one I would expect to be on the list. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 it makes me hope that there is an Ed Guy album on here. Mm, um, good point. But we shall see. Um, number 461 is The Scorpions with Tokyo Tapes, another live record. I was, I, I mean, it's cool that they're adding live records in here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Double Live, Gonzo, Intensity, Intensities. <laughs> oh, Tokyo Tapes, nineteen seventy-eight. Holy I, shit! I think I have this record, and I really need to listen to it. This is old Scorpions too. This is Uli John Roth era, I believe. Yeah, uh, and this is before they went eighties uh, rock. Um, so, yeah, it's before Animal Magnetism. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Uh, love it before Love at First Sting and all that good stuff. Yeah, before Blackout, the whole fucking thing. Wow. Here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. I and I, I agree with this being somewhere on on on, on a list somewhere. Merciful Fate Nine. Ooh. 
I love that Merciful Fate is on the list. I'm glad that nine is lower on the list because if it's like, yeah, Merciful Fate, Melissa, like, no, wrong. <laughs> no, no, they would. That's 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 going to be higher, and we know. Oh, it, 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 so. well, now now that they've established Merciful Fate, it will definitely be higher. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, but I did really enjoy that track. It was it was technically. Yeah, they are. I know they're working on new material now, but as far as otherwise, it was their 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 end um, or their, their last record together and everything like that. Um, and it was really good. They like they just came together and decided to kill it. So yeah, yeah. Um, Four fifty nine is Autopsy with Severed Survival. That's a band I don't know much about at all. Yeah, not not me either. However, it is. Um. Well, here we go. Um. Uh, breakaway band from legendary calculus carnivores. <laughs> That's what it says. Death. Uh, leader Chris Reifert pummeled Death's debut. Scream bloody gore. Um. Next up, four fifty-eight. Ted Nugent free for all. Skip. <laughs> Not that I'm not that I, 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 I like Ted Nugent's music. I just think he's an asshole. I think that that's the thing that sucks is when like really talented people yeah. suck at life. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, it's like I would love to be able to listen to the music and and enjoy it. And I probably can, but then I, I still have that that Nugent in the back of my head, like mm-hmm. nah. Yeah. It's like it's like, oh, this is a Ted Nugent song. Oh, it's a Ted Nugent song. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's like that. Um, or 457, speaking of bands that you may think twice about, is Kiss. Lick it up. Lick it up. Lick nice. it up. Lick it up. Uh, first album without the makeup. No, un- was Unmasked the first one without the makeup? I would imagine so. I think this is the first one where they really went 80s. Like... They really got like into the eighties. Nineteen eighty three. This was. Uh, look it up. Great track. So un- uh, understandable. Um, Vinnie Vincent on board. Crucial writing track. Um, and yeah, um, they list a couple of tracks on here, but I'm not as familiar with this as I am. Uh, Asylum and Animal Eyes, which came out after, and those are great records. Very um, cool. Interesting one here. Uh, Helmet. Meantime. Nice. Yes. Meantime, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, yeah. In the meantime, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I only know one song from Helmet. It played on the radio ton. So yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, but it makes the the description here makes uh, some. Attributions to Nevermind by Nirvana. Mm, okay. So, this is a band I would need to know more about. I know you have a CD from them and you listen to them and like them. That's Uriah Heep, album called yes. Sweet, Sweet Freedom. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a pretty much, uh, like, you know, your classic rock band. Uh, I have a CD of theirs. I think they just recently released one that I listened to that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're like the stalwarts of like a good hard rock british hard rock bands um you know they they rush would tour with them all the time back in the day so like they're in that kind of vein you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely 
Um, and yeah, it just, uh, I know that what's his, uh, what's his name? Um, Adrian Smith is a huge fan of theirs. Which oh, cool. Is, you know, me, me, like, like that's, like, that's how I first heard the name and me being the impressionable, like 20 some odd year old. I'm like, Oh, I gotta listen to that band. Cause he likes it. Yeah, so, for sure. I know. I got that. Yeah. Number 454. Interesting choice. Interesting choice is Dio Strange Highways. Cool. Yes. Um, Dio's material in the 90s got aggressive. Um, I feel like this might have been the peak of it because it shifted a little bit with Lock Up the Wolves, hit its stride here. And then lost a little bit of its luster with Lock Up the Wolf. So, so as far as that '90s material, this is probably the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but very interesting choice, to say the least. Um, we've already mentioned this band last time, but again, one we know little about, unfortunately, which is Riot with Thundersteel, and with an yeah, album they- title like that, you know it's metal. They keep coming up. Like mm-hmm. I, I've heard of this band for so long, and not just because of their pretty awful album covers, but you know because they're, they're the music actually is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And I, I know nothing about them. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I definitely need to get into them. I think I I think I, I they come around to San Antonio every so often. And people around here are big fans of theirs. So interesting. Um, here's something even more interesting for, for me, to, to me personally. Uh, number 452 is the solo album from Ace Frehley, the Kiss solo album from Ace Frehley. Whoa! Really? Yes. That's cool. Which makes me wonder and makes me think I have to listen to it now. Wow, they specifically called that one out. That's yeah. awesome. Um, apparently this is the only one of the four solo albums that had a hit in the top 20. Ooh, wow. Good for you, Ace. And that is New York Groove. Suck it, Gene. All right. Last one for the evening. Number 451 is another Blue Oyster Cult album, Fire of Unknown Origin. This one, this one we're going to know. Um... Burning for you. Ooh, yes. Oh, which, is, song. which is such a phenomenal song. What um, a great song. What a great song. Absolutely. Um even when they hit their 80s rock and everything like that, the the that more song I thought they were just a fantastic band. Um I think they I think they did a great job of just like the songs that they did were were radio friendly without giving in too much to that shine. You know, they were they were just enough to to appeal to a wide audience. I thought that's great. It's funny, I'm I'm just looking at like some of the um some of uh Blue Oyster Cult's uh albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they followed up Agents of Fortune Fortune which has uh Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper on it with Spectres. Mm-hmm. And the opening track is Godzilla. Like oh, yeah. that, it's just 
Like you, you, no one asked you to go that hard, buddy. Yeah. No one to do it, but you did it, and thank you for it. Yeah, uh, and and you know what? That track is kind of goofy, but you can get behind it. You can get behind it, but dude, that riff, that riff is dope. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good track. Also, um, you know, we got to give we got to give credit to the original version of Astronomy. Um, oh. First time we ever heard it, obviously being done by Metallica on the Garage Inc. album. Um, I don't know if this is on this album. Uh, I think Astronomy is on a different one. But the original version, I have a live version of it. It sounds fantastic. So That's awesome. I, I definitely need, I, I, I might I might cap off our night uh, throwing on some Blue Oyster Cult now just because we're talking about it. It's, it's oh, got yeah. Me, got me vibing. So, but... That is from number 475 to number 451 of the top 500. We're going to do continue to do 25 every time, unless we have an extremely short episode and we got all the time in the world. But there we are. We're at, we're at 450, which we will continue with next time. Nice. And we're going to make our curtain call there because Warrior needs food. Okay. And the wizard, uh, well, the wizard's probably going to be up for a while because he drank a shit ton of tea at the start of this podcast. Oof. So it's okay. It's okay. I've been staying up late lately and somehow been able to wake up early. So for you, buddy. Yeah, it, it totally. I think a lot of it really has to do with my my sleep app, uh, CPAP machine. Nice. So, yeah, it's wonderful. But yeah, either way, yeah. um, so until next time, I am Dan Mac, and I am Chris Mac, and we are the slime.